Okay, so here in New England, there's a rising popularity in Muay Thai kickboxing thanks to No Boundary Fights, which their most recent show had four female bouts out of eight. So on today's episode, I have one of those Muay Thai kickboxers who won her fight in the first round with a spectacular overhand right, dropping her opponent to the ground. I'd like to welcome Emily Kelly from Sityatong Muay Thai. So happy to have you here. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA, and I'm your host, Shelly Devine. Good morning. Hi. Hey, Shelly. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. You still coming down after that awesome win? Um, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty exciting. When I saw the, the replay of it, I was like, holy moly, first round knockout. Was that your first knockout ever, like in a fight? Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same reaction you did. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, it looked great. Tell you like, bam. And the knuckles were right there. I'm like, who, who, who at Sitiatong showed you like, you know, really to plant your knuckles down on somebody's chin? Who showed you that? Oh, that's something that, like, Andy and I work on, um, Kumark, you know. Yeah, We've yeah. We've done a lot of boxing. Yeah, cool. Because, I mean, like, I could see it even, like, when you threw the threw the punch. I was like, oh, man, there are the knuckles. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that girl ain't getting out of that. <laughs> that was awesome. So, um, for our our fight fans that are listening, our listeners, would you mind sharing? I'd like to welcome Emily Kelly for starters. I know Emily, so I, I, I burst out with, hey, how are you? Um, but um, could you share with our listeners just a little bit, of, you know, a little background on, on yourself, what you do, how you might have gotten into uh, the martial arts, and um, yeah, just start there, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Um... So I've been training Muay Thai for um, a little less than three years. I've been fighting for um, a year and a half. Um, my first fight was a smoker at Redline. That was in like December 2016. And then I've had um, four fights since then. My record's three and one right now. Um, but I started at uh, Sitiatong. Um, that's all of my fights have been out of Sitiatong. Before that, um, I, the, I guess my kind of segue into martial arts was um, uh, like a cardio boxing gym that I had joined. Um, and then, I mean, I just fell in love with <laughs> how long? How long were you at the cardio? It was like a cardio kickboxing class? Yeah, or? Um, I was at title for a year and then I had made enough connections to kind of segue into martial arts and because I didn't know where to go like so I moved I lived in Florida for um a little over two years mm -hmm. so I'm from here originally mm -hmm. so when I moved back to Massachusetts um most of my friends who I'd gone to school with had either you know left or 
you know, they were in school. So I just didn't really know anybody anymore. And I think my parents kind of got tired of hanging out with me all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to gym and it, it happened to be. Uh, yeah. What did, what did you move to Florida for? Um, I went to school. Yeah. Two years, went to college. What did you go to school for? Um, English. English. So you're an English major? Yeah. I, I never finished though. I only did two years. Uh-huh. And, and what was your, what was your goal there? Like for English, what, did you want to be an English teacher or a writer or what, what, what was the, what yeah, was the goal? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I bounced back and forth with a few ideas. Um, when I was in school, I worked for a newspaper and a couple of um, magazines and I did like graphic design and um, editorial mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I had a column um, for a little while. But I knew I wanted to do something with writing. Just mm -hmm. wasn't exactly sure where. Mm -hmm. Obviously not doing that anymore. <laughs> well, maybe you should write on mixed martial arts or something like that or, or Muay Thai kickboxing because you have a passion for it, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of shifted a mm -hmm. little bit. But it was, mm -hmm. at the time, that was what the goal was. Right. So, um, you got into you got into um, kickboxing through a cardio kickboxing class. That's how I got into martial arts too. Yeah. I started a I started a kick, cardio kickboxing class. My daughter actually wanted to take karate, and they had a, yeah. a woman's class. I think it was during the day, and a few other mothers at the time took the class, and and one thing led to another. And I mean, the first time I hit the bag, I was like, "Oh my God, I love this." I was like, where have I been all my life? You know, like, and, and it's funny. I mean, did you ever have an inkling of it? Like maybe when you were a younger, you know, kid that, you know, um, a fascination with maybe watching mixed martial arts or martial arts movies or anything like that? Or, you know, or do you have uh, siblings that you, you know, might've, you know, fought with at all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me and my brother definitely like, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. My, I definitely beat the shit out of my brother because I was I'm the oldest of two. Yeah, I'm than him. So, uh, but now he he beats me up. Uh, yeah. He got into jujitsu this year. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Did you get him into it? Yeah, kind of. Um, but like as a kid, I was like definitely not an athlete. I mean, I was always just kind of like skinny. But mm -hmm. um, I was I did like cheerleading and. I played lacrosse for like a couple seasons and that was just like a total bust and not very good at lacrosse. <laughs> I definitely like don't think that I was ever much of an athlete as a kid. It was more like when I was in college um, or when I just like when I left college, I, I had gotten into um, kind of just like working out and lifting, going to the gym and I like really wanted to box and I actually went to a gym in Florida to check it out it was called like pound for pound fitness or something but it was mm -hmm. like the same kind of deal as like a cardio place um they did like a little bit of sparring mm -hmm. mostly cardio and I didn't wind up signing up there um because I knew I was leaving Florida, mm -hmm. but I like really just wanted to do it mm. when I moved back up here I just kind of made the 
made the transition, found a place and started, started training or, or taking classes and learning something. So obviously, um, whoever kind of, you know, guided you through and, and guiding you over to sit your tongue, um, must have known what they were doing. <laughs> and they probably saw something in you that said, yeah, you'd be a perfect fit for over here. <laughs> you know, because it, it, I mean, it, you kind of have to have a little bit of a, I mean, were you a little intimidated going in there at all? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I never, I never really like experienced anything like Sikitong when I first went there. So I was definitely intimidated, <laughs> definitely intimidated for, for like months afterwards. Like when I started going to um, the team practices and sparring, like the women that are there, like I was so scared of them. Like, I still am. <laughs> but, I know. But aren't they sweethearts? They're all sweethearts, right? No, everyone at the gym is awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're like the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. Um, so when, when the first, the very first day, did you go in by yourself or did you go in with someone else? No, I went in, um, with my, um, my boyfriend at the time. Who okay. Trained there. Nice. Um, so we, we were going together for a while. Oh, okay. That, well, that's good that you had some, like, you know, you had like, Oh, okay. I can just kind of, you know, be under his wing a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely helped. It, like, I, I don't know if I could have gone in there by myself. I wouldn't have found it by myself. I mean, right? You would not know if it's a gym like off the, off the. Street. I know. Well, it's a law office. <laughs> it used to be an old law office. And the thing of it is, is probably when you came in, uh, it, when I started there, it was um, the basement entrance. So yeah. you were going into the basement instead, and, and that was really. I mean, behind this, it was a black door at the time, I think. And at the bottom of it, they had a Rottweiler Ducati and with, with a chain around his neck, you know? Like, and you're like, oh, I'm really going into the fight club, you know? Like, oh my word, I, I can remember it. And then, and then there was some, some women down there. I don't think you've ever met Gina Bailey, but she was at the bottom of the stairs and Marie, uh, Mark Kumark Delagradi's, um uh, wife, she'd be at the bottom. They're like, "Hey, how are you? You want to do this, really? <laughs> you know, you sure? <laughs> you know?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so you're like an OG, showing. Yeah, I am. I am. I started there a long, long time ago when 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 shit was going down. When Kenny Florian was coming up, and uh, he just got into the UFC with Mark. Yeah. All that. I was kind of just a little bit right around that time. Kenny used to work. Um, for my ex-husband okay. so that yeah so that was the connection there and um yeah we i mean like so we followed his career path and and became even kind of very involved in it mm -hmm. um we opened our own gym uh way back and um and then just i ended up starting to train um, mark needed somebody to teach uh like a cardio kickboxing class mm -hmm. and i started doing that there so and then, you know, just training and loving it. And there was no women. There was hardly any women. There was only, I think, like three other women. And we were trying to get that gateway kind of class going to bring other women into it. And now, lucky you, there's so many more women there, you I know? Was say, like, there's so many more women now. Yeah. Sometimes there's, like, just as many, if not more women than men at practice. Like, not often, but once in a while. Yeah. So did you ever think that you would be actually in the ring 
you know, having, you know, a fight, like having a match, you know, getting in there and doing what you're doing now? Um, I mean, like five years ago, I never thought that I would have been where I am now. Like that just wasn't even, I didn't even think that that was an option. Mm -hmm. But um, from like the very first day that I was at that cardio boxing class, I, I was just like, I want to do this. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but like, I definitely, like, I knew that I wanted to do it. And like, for that whole year, like, I, I it was pretty persistent. Like, I knew I wanted to do it. And then when I like got like punched in the face for the first time, I was like, oh, this is so different <laughs> than hitting a heavy bag. But. I was just talking about that with someone else um, and saying, you know, like there's something about like, you know, it's, it's usually a make or break for, for, for somebody who actually wants to get in to fight or not to fight. You get punched in the face once and you're like, oh, either that wasn't so bad or that sucked. I don't think I want to, you know, like I don't mind the sparring, like sparring in class, but I don't think I want to put myself in, in, in the ring or whatever. <laughs> and you're obviously one of those, oh, that's not that bad. I can deal with that. <laughs> you know, it's just too funny. Um, so um, can you tell us about like your first time you had a smoker? And was that at Redline? I think Redline has a lot of these going on. Like Redline started out a lot of people. They really did with the Groupon and getting into that, that, that place. Did you start there with a, with a smoker? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I did my first smoker there, and um, I went with uh, Stephanie, one of the other girls from City Tong. She yeah. was supposed to get in the ring too, but her opponent, um, like the girl she was matched up with, was like a nurse and wound up getting stuck at work. Mm -hmm. So like halfway through the night, like Stephanie found out that she didn't get to fight, but uh -huh. stayed and helped me. Rachel helped me. Um, she was there. Oh, good. Um, I think she was cornering me. Oh, great. Ray Ray's great. She's there been around was, for a while. There was like a, there's like a lot of people who came from the gym just to help me. So that was awesome. Um, and yeah, that was, that was so like, that was such a wild like experience. Like, can you go through it? Cause I know there's probably some people out there who are in a cardio kickboxing class mm -hmm. and they're thinking along the same lines you are, but they don't know how to go about doing it. They don't know what it's going to be feeling like. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. And cause I know I've had a couple of students that I'm like, yeah, you could do this. You could do this. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, Oh, I know you could because <laughs> they're super competitive. There's one, one in particular that I know that's super competitive and she, she, she would be like, yeah, crazy. Like, I mean, like, I think she really walloped somebody if she had the chance <laughs> and just to go through what it was like the first time you did a smoker, like uh, if you wore headgear, um, uh, if you know, like your the whole preparation and, and just kind of actually give a, a, you know, a little description of, of what it was like for you and the sensations, the feelings that you had, any anxiety or you were like thrilled or, or what it was like for you. Yeah. So, um, red lines in Cambridge, which is like a pain in the ass to park in. So I remember we get there and we're kind of like running late because we were trying to find parking and we get, we find parking and we lock the keys in the car 
and I had taken out my gym bag so I had like what I needed but like just the keys were locked in the car and we're just like all right like gotta go inside <laughs> like do this later I remember like that was like the first like part of the night locking the keys <laughs> um, then we like get red lines like underneath the red line uh just figured out that's why it's called red line oh, i didn't even know that oh. the red line makes sense yeah so we go downstairs um the place is it's pretty big um there was so many people there uh and i put my stuff down and i was gonna be like the first um fight so I think there was like an hour, maybe two hours before um, we, we were going to start the fights. And I remember like having like, I was feeling anxious, but then like I looked over and there's just like a circle of like people from Saitang that like immediately like felt like more calm that there were like other people there. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was it was so cool that like all of them came because I had only been at the gym for um, I don't even know how long I had been there but it wasn't long so um, it was cool to see them like come out to support me um, but it it all like happened pretty fast like I warmed up uh, for maybe like ten minutes just kind of hitting the pads and I th I had so much adrenaline I was getting like so tired just hitting the pads and I was like why am I so tired right now like this adrenaline, is adrenaline I know but um uh. so then like I just heard them like calling my name and, I, and so I just like from there just like walked in the ring and I did have headgear on so they um if you had never done a smoker before they had you wear headgear and I this was my first smoker so I wore headgear, um, and so did my opponent, and we had, like, shin guards and gloves and everything. Um, so I got in the ring, and I remember getting into the ring and, you know, moving into the middle to, like, touch gloves with the girl that I was going to punch in the face, and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is actually happening, <laughs> like, no turning back now. <laughs> I think the first round went pretty good. Like it was really um, like fast paced and exciting. And then I moved like when uh, the bell went off and I went over to my corner for the second round. I remember like putting my hands on the ropes and being like, "Oh my god, I'm gassed!" <laughs> like I don't know how I'm gonna do like two more rounds. I was so tired. Like from all the adrenaline. And then the second round, um, she swept me like three or four times and I got like dumped on my ass. Um, she kept like catching my kicks and I didn't really know what to do like when my kick got caught. So I just like got swept and that was like such a like crushing feeling like being on the ground and getting back up and yeah. it was just like, oh God, like I'm doing so bad. And then, um, I don't think I got swept in the third round, so that was good. But um, it, there was no like judges or anything. They just like raised both our hands at the end, um, and we wound up. Um, the girl um, that did the smoker with me was from Redline, uh, Mew Seppo, and we wound up fighting in No Boundary um, a few like years later. It was this year, so yeah, a couple years later, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was like honestly like. 
that was like like the best night of my life like it was so much fun like the smoker was awesome I got to so after um tell me if I'm rambling I feel like I'm talking so much right now okay I love it it's great so after I fought um my brother and my boyfriend like ran back to the house to like get an extra set of car keys to like deal with that situation so they missed and we lived in Haverhill and we're we're in Cambridge during like rush hour so they missed all of the fights and there was a lot like there were like like 15 or 16 fights um that night so I got to watch all of them and it was just so cool like I remember also like the hour after I fought I felt like so weird like people were talking to me and I felt like I was like drunk and like people were talking to me and I was trying to like act like I wasn't drunk. Like I was just trying to like seem coherent and fine. So I don't know if it was the adrenaline or if I got a concussion. I don't really know, but that's like the only time I thought I was going to feel like that after every fight, but that was really the only time I ever felt like that. It was so weird. Uh, I'd say it was probably the adrenaline because I know I felt similar. I felt everything got like really slow motion yeah and and um and i didn't hear things like like everything felt like it sounded weird and 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 i i was the first fight too like in my smoker and and it was really (laughs) it was quite quite something you know like uh that adrenaline kind of feeling and and i'm glad to hear that you said that the second the second and third then now the fights you don't feel like that anymore yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. It was such a weird feeling, but a lot of people came to see me too. Like mm-hmm. people that I work with, friends, um, they all came. So a lot of people were like coming up to me and like, you know, like saying good job or whatever. And I just, all of that was just kind of blurry. And it wasn't until like much later in the night that I started feeling like normal again. But um, I did like, I thought I like did like, a lot worse until I saw the video. I was like, okay, like I didn't do that bad. um, That's when I met Muhammad from No Boundary. He was there and he was the first person, like when I got out of the ring, this guy who like didn't know just like grabbed me and started talking to me. He was like, oh, like great job. Like that was so much fun to watch. And I was like, who is this guy? He's been around for a while. He's been training, you know, um, well, people in Muay Thai for some time. I actually think he's bounced around a lot. I don't know if he, does he have a gym? Um, Yeah, yeah. He he trains at Bishop's. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. He trains um, Cassie, who's... um, She's she's fought on new no boundary a few times and she's the ring girl at Cage Titans. Okay, you would recognize her from there. But, cool. uh, so yeah. you fought on his card. Is that where you have all your three fights or your four fights? Is on no boundary. No boundary and one with Wartime in Rhode Island. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I met Muhammad and found out about no boundary. And he asked actually after that smoker. He asked me to fight um, Seppo again, but it was the last, her opponent had pulled out. I think her opponent got injured or something. Mm-hmm. So it was the last minute thing. And when he sent me the message, I was like violently ill with like a 24 hour stomach bug. Oh. And I had been throwing up for like 
the whole day and I, I, I lost like 10 pounds of fluid just like, oh, geez, so and, I was, like and the fight was like that Friday and I was like I was like there's no way that I can like get in the ring like I'm so sick so that didn't happen and then he asked me to fight again um like later that summer and I turned that down too I felt like I just wasn't ready for like a real fight. I wanted to do another smoker. Um, but then in October, I finally wound up fighting for no boundary and didn't do any more smokers, but it was, it was awesome. It was, it was then like, then that was the best night of my life. Right. Right. It just keeps getting better than you're saying. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. There's, there's no other feeling like it. Like, it's amazing. I mean, you know, yeah, that's great. So um, do you have any personal habits or a daily re- routine that has contribute, contributed to your success at, you know, at winning like your fights? I mean, you have a three-in-one record right now as an amateur. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about like uh, habits or routines, but I definitely am mindful of my mindset, I guess. Um, like when I go to practice, they just like try to give my training partners like everything that I have that day. I don't go in like trying to get something. I just go in there trying to give what I have. And then um, with my fights, I just, I'd never go into the ring angry. And I never, I mean, I never go into practice angry either, but I think some people are kind of like rage driven and that works for them. But for me, I noticed like, when I first started training, when I first started sparring, if I ever was like mad about something and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like go into the gym and like, I'm mad and I'll feel better afterwards. Like I never like got a good practice if I was mad. I just felt like I I did a lot of dumb things and Mm -hmm. a lot of mistakes. So I never go into a fight like angry. I don't, I never like hate the person like, Sitting across from me, I'm like happy that they're they're like experiencing it with me, and I never like I never have any like ill will like towards them, you know. Right. Well, that's that's actually a great way to be. I mean, they're they're an opponent just like yourself. I mean, they're they're um, an athlete just like yourself, and they're they're in there for the experience and and uh, hopefully you know a positive one, <laughs> you know. Um, could you tell us a story in your fight career? Um, where you might have had an aha moment of realization. Yeah. Um, so I, I think martial arts is so awesome because it's such a rabbit hole as far as what you can learn. Like some weeks I feel like my cardio is like unstoppable and I'm just nailing like new techniques and I feel like I'm really like developing my style. And then the next week I'm screwing up things that are just so fundamental. Like I'll feel like some days I feel like, Oh my God, I'm going broke. And then other days I'm like, Holy shit. Like I, I just had no idea that like my life was going to be so cool. Like five years ago and I'd be doing this. And I guess the aha moment is just realizing that there's highs and lows and those lows are when I'm like most introspective and I'm thinking, okay, like, why is this not working? Like, what do I need to be doing to like get back to that high? So like those lows, like 
I'm really appreciative of because they carry me like into the next high and the next high is when I'm like developing like a new skill or like learning something. And, um, I, I think I, um, when I like first started training martial arts, I would feel like really stagnant when I was in those lows. And now I, I just know that it's another like dip and then it's going to take me like into the next up upswing. So I guess the aha moment is just realizing that it is a roller coaster and that it's okay. Like you have to like appreciate those lows. Right. Yeah. Cause then all of a sudden you'll, you'll be really low and then you all of a sudden go boom and you're like, how did that happen? Right. Right. <laughs> swing. Like the low is just like, you're just on the cusp of the next high, you know, you're mm. not going to be there. Like it's not, you're not going to be there forever. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's the aha moment. And that's why I like martial arts is so cool because I mean the gym that I work at and like the cardio place, I a lot of people come in and they've tried other like boutique workouts, you know, mm-hmm. and they kind of like hit a plateau with them. They're like, okay, this was fun for a while, this was cool, but now I feel like I'm just kind of like the same and like I just always tell them like you're never gonna feel that way. Like boxing, kickboxing, MMA, whatever it is, like, you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs. Oh, yeah. It definitely helps develop your character, too, because you get humbled quite, quite frequently, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, you, you might be uh, sparring with uh, another opponent, and you're, like, thinking you're doing, and then all of a sudden, you're like, how did that happen? They really caught me, or, I mean, are you doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or are you just strictly with uh, the Muay Thai? Um, I do a little bit of nogi, a little bit of wrestling. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if I want to transition to MMA, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I just want to, like, I want to keep the door open, and I just think it's good to know, like, it's good. It's really good self-defense. It helps me, like, in my clinch game with Muay Thai, just knowing how to, like, manipulate, like, my shoulder pressure, head pressure. Um mm-hmm. It's a good workout. It's fun, but honestly, that I started like doing it more. Like I do that like twice a week. Um, I started doing it more consistently because my little brother, who's in college, he started doing um, jujitsu when he was in school. Mm-hmm. And when so he goes to school in New York, and we we talk like every day. And he would tell me like, "Oh, I can't wait to like be back for the summer. Like we can roll together." He's like, "You're gonna be able to teach me so much." I'm like, "Oh yeah, like." For sure, like, because I, like, don't really, like, he's much better at jiu-jitsu than I am, so I was like, oh, shit, like, I gotta, like, get on my jiu-jitsu game, so he doesn't think I suck. (laughs) (laughs) He's been training at, like, City Town this summer, but. Cool. So, um, who, who would you say has played a meaningful role in your life's journey and influenced you in a positive way? Yeah, it's hard to pick, like, one person I mean I have such an awesome family like I'm so lucky like everyone comes from like different backgrounds and not everyone has like a solid family unit but I mean my parents have just been like so supportive of me like through things that I never like as as like a teenager I never thought that they would be like like there for me the way that they are but like my mom like she comes to all my fights and she doesn't really like like seeing me get hit, but like she's always there and I appreciate that. And like my dad is he doesn't come to the fights, he's like more of a pacifist. He 
doesn't really like watching it, but he always like will text me like, oh, good luck, like be safe. And I mean, they're just, they're super awesome. So they've, they've definitely like, and, and not just like in martial arts, but just like in my personal life too. Like they've like supported me. Like, so I don't know. It sounds cliche. I feel like I should have a more unique answer. But. No, fine. Family's important. It's really, I mean, it, it gives you a, a good foundation for where you want to go and what you want to do and, and knowing that you have that support and that, that foundation, that, that strong kind of, um, you know, support that you have somebody behind you and yeah. that's there for you, you know, yeah. um, it gives you a sense of confidence, I think too, you know, and, and, um, and some, some personal power for sure. So um, can you tell us a story or a time on your journey where you might've experienced some failure and what you learned from it? Yeah. Um, the, the like first time I really like felt like I had like failed like big time was like when I dropped out of college. Um, I did two years there and like I, I was really good at school. I left with a, like a 4.0 um, and I'm, I'm still not like entirely sure why I left. I just, I knew that I just wasn't cut out for going to college, getting a sales job and just like working this like nine to five life and like living for the weekend. And just like, that was just like that, like, I think I was anxious about that feeling. Like it was just like so sinking and then it was like killing me. And I was just like, I can't like do this. I don't know. I was like, there was, there was like a lot of other factors too. Like I was in a really bad relationship and I was just really unhappy, like with where I was at. And I had like, like issues with like substance abuse and I this is when I was like living in Florida and um I just like one day like drove to the I lived in Orlando which is kind of uh landlocked and I drove to Daytona Beach you can drive your car up on the beach on the sand and I just like got out of the car and fell asleep and woke up at like 11 in the morning with like a horrible sunburn. It was like the end of August in, in Florida. It was so hot. And uh, I just got back in the car and drove like the 25 hours to Massachusetts. And that I just, that was it. I left like, I had an apartment. I left like all my furniture. I left my clothes, like my books. I didn't take anything. I just got back, got in the car and just drove home like to my parents' house. And that's when like, few months after that is when like I got into martial arts but and that's when I like really just I just felt like my life was like you know you, you prepare like your your years in high school for your life to go like one way and then it's it's not like it's not always this like uphill like I, I just had this like false idea that everything like I was going to go to college and go get this job and get married and just, you know, things happen. There's hiccups and it's not always like how you like planned it out on paper, like your senior high school. Um, so that's when I just kind of felt like I didn't really know where I was going and I didn't know like what my direction was. And, but I mean, that's not like my story is not like unique or anything. I mean, a lot of people come from, like I've heard like a lot of similar stories and I've heard like a lot worse, like had it really good. Like I definitely haven't had it like hard by any means. Like I've always had like my family and you know, enough cash to like buy some decent food. So I don't think that I like came from, I don't want to make it sound like I came from this like really dramatic like struggle. And I was just, you know, when I felt like 
I had to kind of like sit back and be like, okay, like, I don't want that. Like, that's not making sense for me. So mm-hmm. what do I want to do now? Like, I just try to like do something until it makes sense. If it's not making sense, like shouldn't be doing it. So yeah, it sounded like you had a period of time where you could really go and test some things away from your, your home. You're out of state for maybe the, we were out of state for the first time away from your family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you got a chance to really kind of explore some things and you decided, hey, maybe this isn't really what I was thinking it was going to be. You had a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so when you came back, I mean, were your parents like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> what are you doing home? Were they shocked? or? Yeah, I mean, they kind of knew like that I was going through a hard time and that's like was the first time where I really like realized like, how much like they are there for me like mm-hmm. you know I've had like I've had friends who I grew up with who I thought I was gonna be friends with forever who I don't talk to anymore like I've had like you know relationships I've been in that like the, I thought I was gonna marry the person and those didn't work out and you know looking at those and then just seeing like how my parents and like my siblings were like always there for me like that really just makes me like appreciate them so much like because they're the only ones who have just been there like for everything consistently consistently yeah and uh not everyone has that but Mm. yeah they were like they just like wanted me to um like get better like they just they're like I was just like their like number one concern like they weren't really like I'm sure they were like disappointed but I think they were more just like upset that like I was feeling that way and just like wanted to like help me like get to a better like spot you know yeah yeah and so when when you when you said you wanted to do kickboxing we're like really or like were they a little like hmm or or I mean I know you said that they're supportive but initially when you first came up with that what 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 was their their reactions to that yeah so my dad was when I like joined the like cardio gym he was like so are you like gonna get hit and then it's like no no dad like it's not like that like you don't get hit and then when I started fighting he was like well before I started fighting when I like did that smoker when I was getting rid of that smoker he's like so like are you gonna get hit like no no no. like we're headgear we're shin pads like it's fine like you don't even feel it and then when I started like actually fighting he's like so are you gonna get hit no worried he was worried wow I mean I'm his his firstborn yeah so yeah he's worried about his baby girl (laughs) my mom thinks it's like she thinks it's kind of cool she's like she's she thinks that I can just like take on anybody she like will tell her friends like she'll pick like the biggest like burliest man in the room she'll be like oh yeah like my daughter can beat him up (laughs) kick his ass (laughs) that's awesome so you mentioned that you were you were in a an abusive relationship yeah well what kind of abuse was it Uh, it a little bit of everything (laughs) really so physical and Yeah. yeah yeah i love i love the bad guys Oh boy, are you still that way? No, no. I mean, I'm taking a girl now. So. <laughs> now you can kick their ass. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, 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 no. She definitely kicks my ass. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So um, what has been your greatest challenge with dealing with fear and how do you overcome it? Um, I don't think like, I think I have anxiety sometimes, but I don't think I'm, um, I'm not fearful. Um, I don't, I don't get scared, like going into fights. Um, I, I know that like nobody that I'm going to get in the ring with, it's as hard as Jeff Perez. So that's kind of comforting. Um, like my training partners are going to crack me like a lot harder than I'm going to get in a fight. Um, so true. But, <laughs> but, I'm, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm uh, a fearful person. I'm not, I'm not like scared. I just try to like, I just enjoy like every moment of like training and fighting. And I get scared about things that are like not related to fighting. Like, mm-hmm. like oh my God, like, you know, what am I? what am I going to be doing in like five years? Like stuff like that. Like I got like anxieties about like the future, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that what keeps you up at night? <laughs> that that's sort of stuff? Like baby. <laughs> What's that? Say that again. I couldn't hear you. I sleep like a baby. I don't know. I don't know. Problem sleeping. I don't know, man. Like I'm just like, I just, uh, maybe I'm just like going through like one of the highs I was talking about with like martial arts, but I don't really like, I don't get as anxious as I used to. Um, I just, when I'm feeling that way, I just kind of like try to ride it out because I look at all of the other times that I felt that way and like everything worked out fine. You know, I'm here now, like nothing like really, really bad's happened. So I just know that it's just another one of those times, like I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. Like I have a really good support system. Like, I have a really good friends, a really good family. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think I have like, I have a really good life. And I think I do like my day to day, like I enjoy like so much, like I don't need like a vacation from it. Like I don't, I don't really like like taking time away from just my everyday like routine because I enjoy it. What is your typical daily routine? So I work, um, I'm a, I'm a bartender. So my, my schedule is a little different. I mean, I'm home at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, it's, I, my work day or my work week is like Thursday to Sunday mostly. And then Monday to Wednesday, um, I'm not working at the bar. So it's a little different. Uh, I sleep later in the day cause I work late at night, but I start the day with coffee. Good coffee is mm-hmm. a good day if you have a good cup of coffee. Um, and then how often do you train? Um, so I train during the day. Um, I either go, so like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go to wrestling and then Muay Thai. Um, and then I do my cardio at night. Um, Monday and Wednesday, I do the opposite. I do my cardio for a couple hours during the day and then I train at night um and then weekends I get some sparring rounds in get some cardio in um but I spend a lot of time training every day yeah if I if I take like a rest day I'll still go on like a light run like do a few miles I don't like doing nothing Mm -hmm. um and I'm I mean I'm like 
I'm only 23 too. So my body like recovers really quickly. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I, I, I try to take care of it. Like, yeah. But I, I'm definitely taking advantage of like being able to, you know, crush like hard workouts and then be fine the next day. That's I'm trying to be better about like recovering though, like mm-hmm. icing, making sure that I, you know, take care of myself for the long run because I want to be doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, do you see yourself as a role model for, for young girls or young women uh, who are coming up in, in martial arts or Muay Thai kickboxing? I don't know. That would be cool if I was. I don't, I don't know if I'm like a role model for anyone. <laughs> well, you've been in a few shows now and you got videos on, on, um, on YouTube now where, where they're featuring your fight, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> could be coming. <laughs> yeah. I hope just like people can see it and like, if they want to do it, they're like, I hope they like see me fight and like, they're like, Oh, I could do that. Like, Cause I think that's awesome, especially like women. Like, I think it's so cool. Like women who get into like combat sports or not even just like sports or fighting, but like are just doing jobs that, you know, are more like have, have in the past been more like only for men. I don't know. I think it's like pretty cool and badass. Like women who are just kind of like pushing the boundaries and like doing what they want to do because they want to do it. Not because, you know, they're not like trying to fit themselves into like holes that everyone else says they should be in, but they don't necessarily fit in. You know? Did you feel that like when you were in college and you decided to leave, did you kind of sense a little of that while you were there, like that you were kind of getting pushed into a mold because you were female or, and maybe that kind of made you uncomfortable plus the whole like, you know, get married, have a career, set it at a nine to five desk, all that, that kind of just pushed you know, catapulted you into actually coming back home and starting this whole other life for yourself. Did you find any of that coming up for you, being a woman? Yeah, I think um, I, you know, I I wish I could have, like, taken a year off um, between high school and college and really, like, figured out what I wanted to do. I mean, it's so, like, when you're, like, 17, it's so hard to, to... imagine what you want to be doing like five years from from then even just five years like seems like so much time like mm. when you're 17 and you're still like in school studying for tests and you're also trying to like research colleges and you know figure out a career path and I I was never like m- like my little sister has known that she's want to be a surgeon since she was like six when she started watching Grey's Anatomy like she's in high school now and like is like preparing to like be a doctor and like I was just never like that like I wanted to be I don't remember what like the first thing I think like the first thing I wanted to be was a cheerleader um but I don't like being upside down so uh that was kind of out for me I don't like tumbling um but I wanted to be a nutritionist I wanted to be an artist um wanted to be a writer I wanted to be an editor like I there are so many different um things that I wanted to do and it was hard for me to just like pick one thing so I kind of went into school with like a really broad major it was like all right like I'll just figure it out and then two years into school I hadn't figured it out and I started like panicking I felt like you know Mm. everyone was starting to look at internships and I had no idea what I wanted to do and I guess I could have stuck it out like 
explored a few more things. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just felt like I, I was like, I felt like I was like on a treadmill that was like going too fast. And I was like, I just felt like, like I had that constant feeling that like I was going to fall on my face and I just needed to like pause for a second and like, just kind of take some time to like be introspective and be like, okay, like what is going to like make me happy right now? Yeah. Do you, do you have that feeling now at all since you, I mean, you've been out of school now for how, how long has it been? Two years, three years? Um, so I graduated in 2012. Oh, so it's been a long time. It's been like, I, I must've left in like 2014 because mm. I finished two years and then the end of August is when I, I stayed like in Florida for the summer and then moved, um, I moved myself back. So it's been like four years. Is that right? Like yeah. Three or four years. Yeah. Well, that must have been four. Must have been four. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and, yeah. You, and you, you're, you're, you feel way better now, right? Is that yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I'm just so much happier. Like I, I, I look at, um, what, like my my five year um reunion for high school just passed like last year and I didn't I didn't go to it because it was raining and I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to get I didn't want to go outside in the rain it was like downpouring but I just like it just made me uh kind of curious as to what everyone else is up to and um you know most people kind of did the like four year college track and are working like miscellaneous like sales jobs now which is cool like it's you know they all seem to be doing well but I just I don't know I just couldn't imagine myself like doing that like that just sounds like a nightmare to me like I just think that what I do is so much more fun but yeah, I mean, like, for me, like, some people like look at like you know the amount of like time that I spend in the gym and like the things that I like you know, not to sound dramatic, but like the things that I sacrifice, like, like a weekend of like, you know, going out and like drinking, like, like, oh, like I won't do that. Cause like I'm fighting like the next week. And like, to me, that's not a big deal, but to some people, they like can't imagine themselves like giving up their weekend for that. Or like, you know, the amount of time that I spend in the gym, like, um, some people that's not, not for them. So, yeah. I know you have to be kind of a special breed, I think, to, to, to devote yourself to that kind of training. But once you do, like you get into it, it's like, there's no turning back really. I mean, I remember I was in the gym a lot in my younger years, mm -hmm. loved it, loved it. Couldn't get enough. So can you share a story when you felt inadequate or were told no, because you were a woman? And yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I kind of like get that, that something like that feeling like anytime, like, somebody like finds out that I fight like the guys who are like in the gym like are so good to me and like they're so good to like the other women that train there like they give us good rounds like they treat us like like equals they don't treat us any different from like the guys that they're they're training with which is like so awesome like I think some people might think that the guys would would be different to us but like they're not and and like I I try to give them good work and they just work so well with us and like that makes me feel like like they like respect me and that's a good feeling it's like outside of the gym that's the problem like I mean 
like I bartend. So I talk to like a lot of people throughout the day. Um, and I like, don't really talk about like, like fighting, um, because this is like the reactions that I get. Um, but if they do like, if it somehow like comes up or they find out, like I usually get like one of two reactions, like a guy will either be like, Oh, like, like you're too pretty. Like, why do you do that? Like you're going to mess up your face. Like, aren't you scared of like getting like black eyes? Like, but like say stuff like that. And they're doing it. Like they're, they're, they're trying to, it's coming from like a place of concern. And I usually get it from like older men who like could be my dad. And I think they see it like, as like, like if I were their daughter, you know, and I know it doesn't come from like a bad place, but it is like, it feels really demeaning. Like, cause they never would like have that reaction. Like if I were a man and like, I get like, it's a different generation or whatever, but like things are changing and like, people and just they need to like you know roll with it and like the other reaction I get is different it's more like like I'm like small and so when when a guy like finds out that I fight like they think it's like kind of cute and they don't think it's like a real like fight like they they almost like sexualize it and they think it's like kind of hot but like they don't realize that like it's an actual fight like they think that because I'm only like, you know, 115 pounds or whatever, that it's not like, there's no like violence or anything. And like, that's just like, so like different, like, mm-hmm. like skinny girls can like hit like so hard. And, and these guys are always like, not to like stereotype, but they're always like bigger guys who like probably like go to the gym a lot and lift. And like, when they just like the way that they like talk to me, like, I'm just, like, thinking, like, I could fuck you up. Like, they're just, like, they just have no idea. And it's so funny. And they ask, like, stupid questions, too. Like, oh, like, do you ever get punched in the face? Like, yeah. (laughs) You know? I think that's funny. No, that is funny that people say that. It doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't, like, I just think it's, like, it, it really doesn't, like, it really doesn't bother me. Like sometimes it's like, I kind of like bite my tongue a little bit, but it honestly, like, it doesn't matter to me, like what they think. Like, I don't, I really don't care. Um, Mm. and, and and I think like part of that is just like, you know, I mean, MMA is definitely like blowing up in popularity, um, and becoming like more mainstream, which is super cool. Like sometimes like I'll say like, oh, I do Muay Thai. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, eh, it's kind of like kickboxing. <laughs> like, um, you know, people just don't really know. Um, so I think the more that like Muay Thai grows and MMA grows, like people will understand more and they'll have more respect for it and more respect for like the women who are kind of like, you know, pioneering like the like women in the UFC who have really like, taking like women's combat sports to like the next level like people are starting to like recognize that more widely and like have respect for it um so you know some of these like local like shows like no boundary is like helping like grow muay thai like so it's excellent to have that in this area because we haven't had it for so long you had to go to new york for a fight you know, like, or Rhode Island, which there weren't too many for in, in, in Rhode Island, they would always fall off or Connecticut. 
So yeah. it's huge to have one in Massachusetts. Huge. Yeah, no, seriously, it's like it's amazing. Like yeah. those local like shows is like giving like local fighters a platform, and that's how people are going to get into like you know watching the bigger shows, watching on TV, and like actually following it. Like the same way with MMA, like you know, there's so many like um, opportunities for. MMA um and there's so many more shows which is awesome um but now there's like local Muay Thai for um there, there's local for local shows for Muay Thai because of no boundary and like that's amazing like yeah. like Freddie and Muhammad like put so much work into it to like give us a platform to like show what we can do and I just like think that's like amazing like so awesome to like have that in Massachusetts and it's only going to get bigger and like right so you were on a card recently that you knocked out um oh god Elma Vicencio Vince I don't know if I said her name right uh, forgive me but um I, I crucify so many names it's not even funny uh, it's really bad yours was easy I'm like Emily Kelly yes I got it you know <laughs> but um I I'm under the um impression that they're going to well what was great about the July 14th card is they had four women on it, like four, four, four female bouts with four guy male bouts, which I thought was awesome. And you were part of that. I think there was more than that. I think there was like seven. Well, that, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I only saw four, but I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, what's that? And Sarah Click was the main event. Yes. Like Yes, I saw Sarah on there. She she's awesome. I love seeing her fight. She she puts on a great show too. Um, but what I thought was interesting is they're going to have they're going to have a title fight for their 112 pounders. Are you in the 112 pounder group or for women? Uh, yeah. I mean, I my weights moved around. I don't think I fought at the same weight twice. Um, but I think they're still working out the details of that. But I mean, I would love to be in the mix. Like that just sounds like so much. Well, I think you would probably be if you're in that weight category, if you can make it or, I mean, you look light. I don't know. I was like, are you a hundred pounds? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put some, put some, put some weight on or something to be in that. I think he said it was 112 pounds. And then it, it's looking like it might be in October on the 20th, mm -hmm. from what I, I can gather. So I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, do you have, are you hoping to be on that card? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd love to. I love fighting for No Boundary. I love their show. Cool. Uh, like, be part of that mix. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. Awesome. So, so what's you? Girls. What's that? So many like good girls like in that like bracket too. You know. That's awesome. So if you do fight, who do you see? I mean, do you know some of the girls that are in that bracket that um, you think would be a good matchup for you? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll fight anybody, like, uh, I mean, Muhammad knows that, like, my mm -hmm. opponent for this last fight, um, changed last minute, I was supposed to fight, um, Belinda Sal, and then we had to shuffle everybody around, because Cassie broke her toe, so she couldn't fight, um, Jesse Lee, but they didn't want to scrap Jesse Lee's fight, so they just, like, shuffled everybody around so Belinda wound up fighting Jesse and they found me Alma who stepped up last minute like it was like I don't remember it was like two or three weeks out like so she was like a last minute coming all the way from New York like I was so happy that like she like stepped up and um you know I got to fight too um 
but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll find anybody like I treat like training wise, like I treat everybody the same. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really change my, my training too much. Um, just, you know, I just kind of go in with like the intentions that I just want to put on a good show and like make it exciting for people to watch and, uh, you know, get the win. Good. So was that last fight, was that your first knockout? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what did that, I mean, like, were you like, what? Like yeah. that fast? <laughs> I was like, I, it, it didn't like register like right away. Oh. Um, I didn't know, like when they called the fight, um, I saw the ref, you know, kind of give the, the hand signal that the fight was over. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I heard like my corner calling to me and I was like, oh, I was like confused. It was like, oh, maybe like she's just getting another eight count. Like, <laughs> but they were just like calling me over to like, you know, like give me like a high five and stuff. Who was in your corner? Um, Andy and Chip. And actually like, I mean, there was like, they were like my official corners, but like, you know, there was like, you know, crew Mark was there. Um, Andres was there, Sarah. Um, you had the whole gang. You had the whole support system there. Yeah, Tara's coach um, from US MMA was there. There was, there was a lot of people. Um, yeah, I think Hector was over there. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Say, hey, listen, I want to thank you for being on the show, and I'm going to wish you well. Like, I'm looking forward to um, October 20th seeing you on that card and and coming out victorious. I'm just going to say that now for the division or whatever, or the you know that that group of women that fight and um all the best to you and thank you again yeah thanks for having me on the show i'm fighting august 11th too in uh, rhode island oh you got another fight coming up yeah yeah a couple when weeks. is it oh i'm sorry i should have said i forgive me i'm like getting ahead of myself so do you have like a little like a little shout out you want to give and a little infomercial or commercial you know to what's coming up next for you emily Kelly. Um, i'm fighting august 11th down in rhode island so uh, come come see me. <laughs> what promotion is it? It's at wartime. Wartime. Yeah. And and what's the date again? August eleventh. August eleventh. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that one out too. I'll have to look it up and find out who's the promoter. Um, it's Amber, uh Amberlyn and um uh Jake Burke. Jake Burke, I think so. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, good luck with that show, too. I'm excited for you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Staying busy. Yeah, for sure. Once again, thank you. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you. All right, so cool. You have a fight coming up on August 11th at Wartime in Rhode Island. And who are you matching up against with? I'm fighting Annika. Um, she is uh young but she has a lot of experience um she's like the women's junior 117 pound champ um oh wow sponsored fight and fight style um so she's not she's no scrub um but we're we're gonna put on a good show and uh, that'll be august 11th wartime down rhode island come see uh -huh. Awesome, Emily. I can't wait to see this. I'm going to have to reach out to uh, the, uh, the promoter and, and, and see if we can come down and, and uh, do another interview or we'll, we'll have this one out for you. 
um, leading up to it for sure. But thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Good luck um, training. And I will hopefully, I got to get my rear end into, into Sityatong and uh, do some training too. I haven't been in since December. It's really bad. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get down there. And then we can, we can train together again. And you can kick my butt. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks, Shelly. Bye-bye. Like stickers and rash guards and stuff that was like, you know, hashtag my bruises are from jujitsu. And um, it was really cool. Like I, I talked to the woman who um, is the one who like kind of travels around and, and helps organize the events a little bit. And I was like, I was like super into it. I was like, if you ever like, you know, come to this area again and do it, like, I'd be, I'd be down. Yeah, that sounds great. I didn't know that they had that, and I wish I knew more about it. I'll have to hit Melanie up and and find out about it because anything with women's issues or anything like that, uh, charity work, I would totally be up for. It would be great to. Um, I mean, I do have connections here and there, and and you guys do too. You guys do too, just by being in the fight. You know, being in the fight world as a fighter now, uh, people will listen to you and. And the, are following you, I bet. You probably have more likes now on your Facebook page now <laughs> because of your last fight. <laughs> You'll be like a little, a little New England. Oh, yeah, we know who Emily is, you know. So people sometimes recognize me from my hair. Yep. Well, you're not blonde anymore, though. You were like bleach blonde. Yeah, shaved it. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, you know, youth is wonderful because I've thought of like, you know, I, I wish I had done that a long time ago, but now I'm like, I'm so stuck with my long hair. I don't want to give it up. You I've thought about like, as I going gray, I was like, yeah, if I just shave it all off, then I could just go gray all at once. Right. <laughs> you know, it would be a lot easier, but I'm, I'm not brave enough to do it. <laughs> That's how I got my nickname. I shaved my head like the same week that Rose Namajunas did, and so Andy started calling me Thug Rose because I was bald. Cool. Well, it fits you. Thug Rose. Now I know where it came from. I had no idea, but that's good. I like it. I can't go back to the long hair now. So. No, nope. you got to stay that way. Looks good. Looks great on you. Yeah, that's why I got it. It's getting in my way. <laughs> I braid, I, I used to like braid it back like in a French braid when I was training. And like one day it started like, it was all just like coming out and in front of my face and I couldn't like see. And this guy was just like, kept punching me. And I like, just, I was getting so frustrated with my hair. Like the next day I like came in, my head was shaved. Was like, Good for you. Yeah, I could see how that would happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't want to get punched in the head anymore. I want Cause I can't see. <laughs> that's awesome all right thanks again i gotta run i gotta actually get something to eat before my next interview and um i this was a pleasure and i can't wait to see you in the gym again yeah thank you so much thank you honey take care and have a great day bye-bye hey so that was a great little interview with uh, emily kelly who will be fighting at no boundary on october 20th we're still waiting to figure out who she's going to be fighting but i'll look forward to seeing that and then she does have um a fight coming up in august in just two weeks uh august 11th at wartime in rhode island and um i'm not sure who her opponent is i think it's annika i don't know what her last name is but if you're in Rhode Island, you'll have to check her out because I'm sure it'll be an awesome fight.
So if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe, download on iTunes, and or better yet, 10x your energy without destroying your body by signing up for my free three-part video course where you can also be included to get updates on upcoming guests and the latest Evolve WMMA episodes. You can sign up at my blog, EvolveWMMA.com, or simply follow us at Facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelley Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.